Hello, this is Elizabeth Spring from North Node Astrology, and today we're going to talk about four things you need to ask for in an astrology reading. And before we do that, though, I'm because uh, this is the day before the election, I wrote I, a post on my Facebook page today that I want to share with you. Oh, the astrology of COVID and the election and the general ripeness for uncivil uprising is filling the internet. It's particularly interesting that the transiting North Node, the point of destiny and fate, will be exactly conjuncting Trump's natal North Node on Election Day. When it conjoined with his sun sign in Gemini, Gemini, that was the day he came down with COVID. Who can say what this means now for the election? Who can say what anybody's destiny is? It's in the realm of mystery. And in terms of COVID, we have a tense Jupiter-Pluto conjunction on November 12th, which could possibly bring increased numbers of cases in some places in the world. Yet it doesn't have to play out that way. It could be the, the resolution and winding down of these two planets who, quote, brought us the virus to start in the first place. But Mars is turning direct on November 13th, so we may be seeing the letting out of lots of emotions then, perhaps politically. But, and, good news is ahead. On December 21st, there's a Jupiter-Saturn conjunction called the Great Conjunction that happens only once every 20 years, and it's in the sign of Aquarius, which rules science and technology. This could hint at a positive releasing of a vaccine and decrease of the virus. I predict that as we move into the new year, we'll find our feathers to be unruffling as Mars finally separates from challenging, that is a square, to Jupiter and Pluto, uh, those clustered planets, and moves on to other uh, better things. Some celestial social distancing is coming. Okay, so anyway, that was my Facebook post for today that I thought was might be interesting to some of you out there, but really what I want to talk about is something that's personal to you alone and has to do with when you decide you are ready to have an astrology reading. Um, the four things that would be really good for you to know um and for you to ask your astrologer, whether that be me or somebody else. Okay, so here we go for today. And I hope you didn't mind that little sojourn off into my Facebook posting. Um, all right, then let's begin this. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about four things you need to ask for in an astrology reading so that there'll be no misunderstandings. All right, so the first one, ask the astrologer to tell you the whole truth and all the various ways that something can be played out. Or maybe not. 
Maybe you are at a time in your life when you have a simple, straightforward question and you don't feel inclined to examine your shadow or unconscious tendencies. That's okay. But ask yourself honestly if you want a reading to confirm and affirm your decisions primarily so that you feel safe or if you're wanting to and able to um, know more, to handle more. It's like the difference between having a coach, the confirming, affirming cheerleader, or the psychoanalyst. You decide. If you want the full story, you probably will need to have a couple of sessions with your astrologer to cover it off. All right, number two, look to see if there is a resonance and a compatibility between your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign, and the way you live your life. The sun, moon, and rising sign are the big three that astrologers always ask each other about when they meet. Are you living like an Aries sun? Layer that sun sign with your moon and rising sign and ask the question again. The sun represents your life force energy and holds the key to your identity. If you are satisfying the needs and qualities of your sun sign, then you're likely to be on your ideal life path. Well, what about the moon? Doing what the moon represents brings emotional satisfaction and a feeling of nurturance. Review what these big three really mean in your chart and how to work with them. For example, let's say you have an Aries sun and Cancer rising. These two signs are square each other, so there's going to have to be some compromise here in your psyche. Your Aries sun wants to be challenged and even stressed into being all it can be by being courageous and feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Whereas your Cancer rising has a much less assertive approach and will want to be nurtured or nurturing in the process, or at least to feel secure. Cancer also likes the option of changing its mind often. Remember, it's ruled by the moon, and the moon is always changing. So if that Cancer style of being in the world isn't respected, then Cancer's defense system will jump in. One of them is to become invisible. Now that doesn't sit well with the Aries part of you. So Aries and Cancer are two very different energies, and you'll want to find a way to honor both of them in your life. We all are such paradoxical people, and the paradoxes show up in our natal charts as well as our, our personality. So here's another example. If you know you're a Sagittarian sun sign, in, let's say you're in your early 20s and you have a Gemini moon, well, what's the best for you? Will you want to take the office job for the corporation right after college or travel through South America? What about marrying early in life? Ever hear the refrain, don't fence me in? A Sagittarian screamed it from the top of a mountain, accompanied by his Gemini friend. But if that job proposal allows you long weekends away and time to travel with your friends, hike the mountains, or to dig into your favorite books and take night classes, then why not? So don't settle for simple answers or cliches. Find the deeper meanings 
in your sun, moon, and rising sign and see if you are living them in living them out in your chart. All right, number three. Ask about the gifts and challenges of your north and south nodes. As you know, I think that's the most important part in the chart. But there's a strong message there, a long-term soul warning of what might be a soul cage for you in that south node default patterns that you have. And what may be good medicine for you is in your north node. This is about your life direction and soul purpose. It's what you need to know to stay in alignment with your original soul contract. But remember that the sign of your north node often will not feel like you. Why? Because it's what you're aiming at rather than what you feel comfortable with. It's the compensatory medicine that is so good for your soul, even though it may feel unfamiliar at first. And four, ask about your most important transits and how long they'll last. Planets retrograde back and forth, and some astrologers will miss the last pass of a planet. And that's the most important time because it's the resolution to the issue. Looking at your transits tell you where to focus your energies now. So try not to get sidetracked into the 22 million details of your life or the chart. What's happening for you now? What's the best place to focus now? The day-to-day transits that you read on the internet, like the morning weather forecast, are fleeting moments. It's instead the outer planet transits of Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto as they're aspecting your chart now, that really matter, as they conjunct, oppose, or square your natal planets. Look closely to see who in that committee of your inner selves, your planets, is being besieged by the current transits. Your astrologer needs to tell you this, uh, the transits and the progressions, the secondary progressions, very important. When, where, and why is this happening to me? When will it be over? Where should I focus my energy now? These are the questions to ask, unless uh, he or she just tells you them. Sometimes it's a, it's a matter of listening. They, they may have it right there for you to tell you in the reading. Now remember there that no transit happens before it's time, and there truly are no good or bad transits This viewpoint is from a high metaphysical point on the mountain, yes, and it it may not feel like everything is manageable, but from the soul's perspective, you're experiencing a situation because you're ready to handle it. That's why. You could even die, which would be a great loss to the ego, but not to the soul. When you have a strong transit, it's good to think that you can handle it and that it's time to make a move, perhaps. Of course, if it should be a a Pluto transit, you may have to practice surrender. And if it's Uranus transit, well, then you maybe can't wait any longer to begin a real change. If it's Neptune, reach for inspiration in any way you can find it and don't sign on the dotted line because you're 
right brain is dominant now, not the left rational brain. So this is what I help you with in a reading uh, that I do. And so this is why I um, ask you to tell me in an email um, about yourself, a little bit about yourself before our session, um, and what your concerns are now. What brought you to this moment in your life now? I want to know a little bit about your story and what do you want to know about in our uh, session together? Of course, if you can do this yourself with your own chart, um, you can do it that way or you can do it with an astrologer. But you'll do perhaps the most important part just with yourself when the, quote, reading is over and the insights begin to sink in. You can check your notes then or listening to listen to the recording again, and maybe think of what you've remembered from uh, this, this book, uh, Lifting the Veil, Becoming Your Own Best Astrologer, which is what I'm um, using today for this information. Uh, so then, after a reading, you uh, ponder you maybe look over those notes, listen to the reading, and that's when the true dialogue with your soul begins. So sometimes it's a very good idea to have a follow-up session with um, your astrologer. Uh, that's something that I do. Uh, you know, and it's uh, the fee is less than for the initial session because I've already done most of of the work um, and the preparation beforehand, and I have your charts and I have your notes ready. Um, uh, but for those of you that are um, on your way to becoming uh, an astrologer or are well deep into the study of astrology, you'll probably like um, this book I have called Lifting the Veil, Becoming Your Own Best Astrologer. And it's on uh, Amazon in paperback and um, Kindle, and it's also on, on Audible. It's probably not the best in Audible because it has a few graphs in it, um, but it's there for you. And if you're interested in uh, finding out about a reading with me, you can check it out on northnodeastrology.com. Well, thanks for coming by today, and I hope you're well, and I look forward to another session with you. Bye for now.